You made a very smart move to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, coming to you from our beautiful studios, because we have a man, Ted Karras, unbelievably talented football player, incredible human being. Not only does he is he the quarterback of the offensive line and get every snap going with his snapping of the football to the quarterback. He and the quarterback are the only two guys that handle the football every single snap. This guy is the Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, as voted on by the fans. He just got $35,000 to help his charity, the Village of Marici. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an unbelievable story. Since he hats, $1.2 million sold. Get on board. Since he hats, it's big. We talked with Ted about his charities, his involvement in those charities, uh, involvement with the Ken Anderson Alliance, Bill Belichick and the, and the New England Patriots, and uh, Gerard Mayo, the new head coach. Talk about that. Talk about the offensive line. How all five guys started every game this year and what that meant to the Cincinnati Bengals. We talk football. We talk life. We talk with Ted Karras. It's all good. Good move by you. Welcome once again to In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming to you from our outstanding studios. And to match the studios, we've got an outstanding guest, not only a tremendous football player, but just an unbelievable human being in every sense of the word. We're talking about Ted Karras and um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, as voted on by the fans, Hootay Nation got behind Ted Karras and what he's doing and voted him the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year winner. $35,000 was the prize for that. Totally phenomenal. You're a hell of a guy, Ted Karras. What, what, did you, what, did you, what was your feeling when you heard you had won? Well, first off, Dave, thanks for having me back in the trenches here. Yes, Obviously, yes, this sir. is one of my favorite favorite shows to be on it's glad glad to see you but i really i mean the main if we can take one main takeaway from being in the trenches today is be me saying thank you to the cincinnati base who nation this whole community the way that they've you know shown up and shown out for the cincy hat project from the very beginning uh has been unbelievably special and i see you rocking your hat there you go um, baby <laughs> but to you know to vote over 2.4 million times. I mean, really, really special stuff from this fan base. So uh, there'll be there'll be some big thank you events coming this spring. I hope that we can win the entire award um, because you know that's a 250 thousand to the charity. So that would that would essentially help pay for the you know the entirety of the new campus of Village Marici. So um, we'd be extremely thankful. It's when the fans want the fans have spoken and this this community, I mean, down the line uh, from top to bottom has been unbelievably supportive. So I'm going to show I'm going to show we're going to show our love back this spring. That's awesome, Ted. Did you did you hit the million dollar mark on your hats since he hats? I mean, have you hit that number? We, we did. We're actually we're at like one point two now. Wow. Yeah. From from November to, to November 22 to January 24. The $1.2 million in sales. Thank you, Cincinnati. Everyone who's who's adopted these hats, it's 
It's really special. That's that's phenomenal. Where can they where can they get the hat? Where can they how can they get involved with what you're doing, Ted? It's unbelievable what you're doing. How can everybody get involved? So we have a, a few uh, places that you can get the hats now, but mostly the the how we started it was and we have all of our new stuff always on the website at thecincyhat.com. Uh-huh. Um, but there's also places around town. We're starting a whole new retail division. There'll be unique hats per store. Um, uh-huh. An exciting one we have is that called Lemons and Limes, a little <laughs> boutique store. Um, nice. They carry a bunch of Cincy hats. Um, I, I you know I hope that we can get into some golf courses. We've been talking with Makatiwa Golf Course to get their their that hat going. So there's a lot of a lot of exciting places. We're going to be around town. We're going to be at different different pubs and bars. Um, with the FC stuff and the red stuff. It's going to be a really exciting year. Season three of Cincy Hat incoming. We're going to do a lot of cool new stuff. So stay on the lookout. It's going to explode, man. Cincy Hat's going to be a, an explosion. They're going to, it's going to be everywhere. Um, talk about your, your partnership that is becoming even a bigger partnership with the Ken Anderson Alliance a little bit. Yeah, so we had this is so exciting. And, you know, when I first met Ken – it was so shocking to me, not shocking, but uh, fortunate that we, we share the same mission and that's right. caring for adults with developmental disabilities. And, you know, the Ken Anderson Alliance has been working hard for a number of years to try and bring a living facility to the Cincinnati community. And right. now we're in a place um, that I, I can partner up and help, uh, bring that happen and help make that happen. And that's what we're going to be working towards now, um, you know, throughout, throughout this next year. It's really exciting. It's, we have some, it's going to be a, a gem of the city. Um, you know, what we have, what we have in the works, but I can't say too much, but really just know from the macro level, me and Kenny Anderson are partnered up. We're going to bring an independent living style facility here to Cincinnati for adults with down syndrome, autism and any developmental disability. Kenny Anderson's one of my good buds. We were roommates for eight years together in the uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. And all I can say is, Ken Anderson, Ted Karras, one plus one equals three. We're talking synergy there. We're talking it's a hell of a lot more than two. You two guys together, man, nothing nothing will stop you. I'm, I'm, I feel very, very confident about that. It's going to be awesome. I've been trying to push a tagline that uh, I don't know if anyone wants to adopt yet, but two errors, one mission. But <laughs> ah, I like that. I like that. That's good, Ted. Very good. Man, multi-talented Ted Karras, no question. All right, so that's uh, that's unbelievable what you're doing from a community standpoint. And, uh, again, it just shows the, the kind of person you are. Football football is is what, what, a, what a platform. And, and you're taking that platform and, and using it to the best possible scenario and level that you possibly can. And, be commended for that my man all of that is is unbelievable not just again not just the great football player but the great human being and using the game of football uh as a platform to help others is is phenomenal and and you're doing it as well or better than than any, anyone and kudos and credit to you my man well thank you so much and it is it's just you know nfl's not a very long time to to play and feel very grateful that We've been able to turn, you know, playing, playing this sport that I've dreamed of my whole life into, you know, real brick and mortar 
change in service into an underserved need. So I'll never take that for granted, take it very seriously. And it's really exciting. The things that we got in the works. Also uh, want to make mention you and your lovely wife uh, expecting first child. I mean, uh, ooh, Ted cares, husband, father, that's, that's even bigger than big. No, I mean, baby's baby's number one here and coming <laughs> up. So um, we got, um, it's a, you know, a huge blessing. Everything uh, my wife is doing great. And, you know, we're, it's kind of a, a great time to have the child too. We're April, right before we start the spring and I'll be able to be dad for a couple months. And, yeah. um, you know, really looking forward to that. Such a blessing. I'm a little nervous. There's some anxiety that comes along with that, but uh, feeling great. Uh, mom's doing great. And we have a little baby girl. A fourth. Really? Baby girl. That is awesome. You're going to be an unbelievable father. Fatherhood is life changing. There's no, no question about that. And you you are going to love it. And you're going to, you're going to excel in that as well, my man. There's no question. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I've been reading books. We've been getting the nursery ready. Uh, that's what I'll be doing today too. Helping, helping out with that. That's awesome. That's great. All right, so I got to ask you about uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. What the heck? What What was your reaction when uh, you heard Bill Belichick and and Robert Kraft were parting ways? What was your first thought? Well, my first thought is gratitude to Bill. Bill gave me three different shots to be on his team. Um, you know, spent two different two different stints there. Um, I think Bill's one of the. I mean probably the greatest coach ever to do it. And, you know, I think, you know, when you look at football, um, you know, in the business of professional football, it is a, what have you done for me lately business. And even if you're Bill Belichick with all the laurels and championships that you have, you know, you throw, you throw two, two not as good years out in a row and, and the league moves on. So I think that's a, not a warning, but just a, you know, an observation that a lot of players have to have. This is, you know, you have to perform at your best every single moment to to survive in this league. And, you know, even 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 the great Bill Belichick, sometimes people move on from him. So, you know, we are, you know, kind of a mercenary aspect of football. You're paid to to do a job. And if it's not what the people that are hiring you want, then you're, you're looking for one. So, um, I know that he'll land his feet. I, I'm sure he wants to go get that record. So yeah. um, he's got 15 wins to go. You know, he could he could smack that out in the season, but it'll probably. Um, but rooting for him wherever he goes. You know, luckily we don't have any any openings in the uh, in the AFC North. Talking about approach to football and and what it takes to be successful. Jake Browning talked about how. You got everybody in the right mindset for the Cleveland game after the bitterly disappointing Pittsburgh loss. It's like, Jake's like, you know, I, I, I got over it faster than I would have because I just watched Ted. I, I watched how Ted showed up right away, getting ready for Cleveland. Energy, enthusiasm, professionalism. He said, Ted Karras is special, man. Uh, you take great pride in that, don't you? I do take a lot of pride in that. And I think that's one of my favorite aspects about football is there's a next next game to be played. 
Um, you know, you can't dwell on an unsuccessful game too long. Yeah. So it's going to bleed into the next one. And, you know, we, we have guys that are made of the right stuff. And I get a lot of credit for stuff like that, but that's just kind of how I've always rolled in football. And it's a testament to this, you know, front office and the way this organization is run with the guys that we have in. I mean, we had to go out and do that. We knew Cleveland wasn't going to be playing their starters. Big deal. Honestly, that puts the pressure on. I mean, you got to go out there and handle your business. And I think, you know, we did and ended 2023 on a positive note on a year that was, you know, up and down and, and ultimately didn't make the playoffs, started the new year with a win. And everyone felt good, you know, felt as good as you can be being out of the dance, but leaving with a victory, you know, feeling good that you performed your best um, to finish the year. I meant to ask you, too, uh, Jared Mayo, Jared Mayo uh, has been named the head coach of the New England Patriots. You obviously know him. What What do you think? Is that is that a good hire? What are your expectations for Mayo as a head coach? Well, I think they made a great choice. Um, I was with Mayo when I went back in uh, 2021, and he is a great leader of men. I think he's got the respect of that whole building, that whole you know market. Uh, he was a legend there. I think they're going to do a great job. You know, one thing you don't want to do is just completely scrap the last 24 years. Right. Uh, I know that it didn't end. You know the way that everyone assumed that it might, but, you know, there's a lot of great culture and organizational groundwork that have been put up through 24 years of being at the top of the league. So I think it's a really good choice to keep Mayo in the building, keep a guy that knows how to operate in Foxborough. And I'm sure he'll make some, you know, new changes. That's his prerogative as the new head coach and kind of maybe update, you know, some of the things that he feels, you know, maybe weren't, maybe need to be updated. So I'm really excited for him. The, the Patriots are always going to be dangerous when, when Robert Kraft is the, is the owner, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to take a losing ball club. Um, you know, he's not going to have that on his, in his portfolio. So um, right. I'm wishing him the best. Uh, they get to come to Cincinnati. So we'll hopefully welcome him in to the league as a head coach. There you go. Love it. Ted, something as a former offensive lineman that was really impressive to me, every member, all five starters in the offensive line this year answered the bell every single game. And that's not something to take lightly because, you know, guys could have tapped out. Guys, you know, said, you know, I got this injury, this is nagging, but not this group. This group, you know, it's all for one, man, and one for all. All, that's, That's the deal. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. How special is this offensive line, Ted? You know, I think it's a testament to this group's toughness and willingness to go out there and do what they need to do to help this team win. Um, I think it also speaks to how Zach takes care of his players. You know, we have a couple older guys on the the O-line and throughout the team. And really, I think, you know, since I've been here, the two seasons I've been here, um, you know, knock on wood, we've had decent health, especially in the trenches. I know there's always a couple one or two one-offs, and that's the nature of this business, but – you know, the toughness of this unit and the way that this staff takes care of the players, uh, you know, I think bodes really well for us as we get into the later parts of the season, you know, when you have to play your best when it counts the most. You know, it's uh, everybody gets close, and, and the offensive line is probably on every team, I would think. 
every team that I played with, the offensive line was probably the closest unit in terms of position group, you know, on the football team. And unfortunately, nature of the beast in the National Football League, it doesn't stay intact year to year necessarily. And the biggest question is Jonah, you know, will Jonah be moving on? Will Jonah be back as a Cincinnati Bengal? I have a lot of respect for Jonah Williams and what he's done for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sure you do too. I do. I mean, I think Jonah's a fantastic player and an amazing friend and, and, you know, a great young father and really set himself up nicely to, you know, either return here or, or make his way uh, as a free agent in this league. So there's not many guys in the tackle class. I think him switching to right um, not only really helped this team, but also helped his personal resume. And you never know what's going to happen. You know, this is a, you know, there's a certain insecure feeling about the NFL offseason. You know, it's you got the draft, you got free agency, you know, everyone's getting evaluated for how they performed in 2023. And, you know, you the team is going to look different. And that's just the reality of the National Football League. And guys are going to go to different teams and and we're going to get some new guys here. So I'm um, wishing Jonah the best. I, you know, I hope he comes back. That would be amazing. But if not, I know that he'll, you know, find a situation that's very great for him and his family and for, you know, setting himself up financially for life beyond football. So Jonah Williams is a great guy. Hope we can bring him back. Uh, We'll see. Quarterback position is so important in the National Football League. Joe Burrow's elite. Jake Browning stepped up and, and showed that he was ready to take advantage of an opportunity that presented itself to him. Um, you know, he feels like he's one of the best 32 in the NFL right now, and rightfully so, I can understand why. But if that's not the case, heck, he's number 33. You are elite as a starter at quarterback with Joe Burrow and elite as a backup with Jake Browning as a quarterback. How comforting is that for an offensive lineman? It's great. I mean, I'm so proud of Jake for what he you know was able to accomplish this year, going four and three, keeping us in the playoff hunt. We came a game short. You know, it is what it is. That was the that was the destiny of the 2023 Bengals. Now we're going to make sure that never happens again. Um, but I think Jake set himself up, you know, to have a really nice long career in this league, proving he can be a starter, go out there and win games for his football team. Um, you know, I hope he never has to play again while I'm in, uh, you know, in my tenure with the Bengals. But, um you know, the way he stepped up and, and the security that he provides this organization is very valuable. And I'm sure many other teams um, across this league would want him as their starter and want him in the building. So uh, really proud of Jake for what he accomplished and how he led this unit and this team. No question about it. I mean, uh, he he, uh, he definitely stepped up. But you look at it, when, when Joe's able to go and, and, and stay healthy, you go to the Super Bowl, you go to the AFC Championship game, the two seasons that that's the case. So that's the key. Somehow keeping number nine, you know, healthy uh, as, as best possible. And it's, it's it's freak injuries. You know, it's just it's it's crazy stuff. Hopefully the football gods are saying that's enough and leave him alone for a while. Enough. I know. Let's just we, let's get you through training camp. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt. No question about it. So when you look at it, uh, Ted, this football team is is elite. I mean, when healthy, this football team is as good as there is in the National Football League. Uh, unfortunately, this offseason is going to start a little earlier than it has the past couple of offseasons. What does that – how does that change your approach 
from like last off season, how you attacked it and this off season with a little bit more time to attack it? Well, you know, we're going to make sure this never happens again. We don't want to be early outs. We want to have a shot at the championship and that's what we're here to do. Yep. Uh, so that's obviously a disappointing end fought hard to the end, but not good enough. Um, as far as how we're going to approach this off season, I think everyone will take a break. You know, I've taken this week off. I'm going to start getting into some lighter stuff this week. Um, heading down to Florida, we'll start training right away. And then, you know, really, once that Super, Super Bowl Monday is is really get serious time. You know, we've had our chance to get our bodies back. Um, you can even start before that. I, You know, I will start a little bit before that, but it's talking about really putting some serious weight on the bar, really starting the program. That gives you about – that gives you about eight, 10 weeks before the spring yep. starts. I mean, that's a full, that's a full off season program that you can program for yourself. So I know the guys are going to be taking it seriously. You know, everyone take a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual break from football. I mean, that's one of the biggest wear wears on your body is, you know, competitive stamina. You have to come into work every day, knowing that someone's trying to beat you and you have to beat them. So I think that's very valuable to take some time away from that and recharge yourself because we have a, huge 2024 campaign in the works. You know, we talked about how there's player movement. It's never the same roster from one year to the next. I mean, that's life in the national football league, the coaching staff for Zach Taylor though, in his five year tenure has been intact all five years, but it looks like this year might be a little bit different. I mean, Brian Callahan, as we speak, he's interviewing with the Tennessee Titans and he's got like four other uh, potential interviews, I guess. And, um, there, there are coaches that have proven what they can do in the National Football League and graduating to head coaching opportunities and assistants graduating to coordinator jobs. So the coaching staff may not come back fully intact, but that's a testament to success. I mean, the Bengals' uh, three straight winning seasons and in uh, handling this season, having to play two quarterbacks, I mean, that's a byproduct of, of success, right? I think any team would be lucky to get Brian Callahan. I mean, he's been such a pleasure to work with, you know, not only from our offense is very productive, but from a center standpoint and offensive line standpoint, the relationship we had with him, they really put us in positions to succeed and put together some great plans. And when we've executed them, you know, to the highest level, you know, we feel like we could be unstoppable. And, you know, that's, is, you know, is what it is. I think any team would be, very fortunate to get Brian Callahan. Um, you know, it is a – it's always a good sign when people are trying to poach your coaches. That means the organization is doing the right thing. And um, I'd be really excited for him to get that job. Maybe you would take some some heat off me from the Tennessee Tennessee fan base because we got to go down there again this year. Well, that's right. There's a there's a, a special love going on there, right? A little love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's That's great. That's classic. Well, I'll tell you, Ted, it was uh, – what if, if there's always – I always looked at every season that when I sat back and, and, and thought about it and reviewed it, I always learned something. There was always a lesson learned for me individually from every single season. Um, I don't know if you do that specifically, but if you – and I know I'm throwing something at you that you haven't had time to contemplate or think about, but – as you look back on this season, which I'm sure you have had time to do a little bit, is there something that jumps out at you? Is there a big lesson that was learned during the course of this football season for you personally? 
I think two years in a row, here's a, here would be my take on that. Two years in a row, we have not started very well. If we can put ourselves in the mix from the jump and not have to be, you know, playing from behind as yeah. far as the record and standings go, we'll be much better served going into where we shine in December and January football. So, well, I don't, you know, that's going to be, you know, individual guys have to prepare themselves for that. Obviously, the coaches, I know they're probably – thinking the same thing. So I'm sure we'll make some adjustments in order to go those first three weeks, um, you know, not putting ourselves in a position down in the division to, to uh, you know, have to, crawl, have to crawl our way out of it. Couldn't, uh, couldn't agree with you more. I think that, uh, <laughs> that, that says it all. And with that said, I want to appreciate that. I want to thank you and appreciate you giving us the time that you've given us, Ted Karras, uh, not just this podcast, but, other podcasts you're you're a uh, insightful intelligent professional football player no question about that and a great leader of men uh you have you have the trust and respect of your teammates your coaches everybody in the organization and uh, that's uh that's a big deal and it's well earned and well deserved my man appreciate you well thank you so much Dave thanks for having me on we'll do a little spring preview in the trenches getting it going here in a couple couple months, I hope you can take some time off too. Enjoy, enjoy a little off season. And again, just want to finish with thank you, Cincinnati, for you know all the support. It means the world to the village, and really excited to kind of you know tailor this in to bringing something to this community with Ken Anderson. So can't thank you enough. Who day? Hope everyone has a great off season. Who day? I'm heading to Florida like you, my man. I'm going to take all it. Right. A week down in Florida to get some fun in the sun. There we You're go. The there we go. You're the best, Ted Karras. Have, uh, have the best offseason you've ever had, my man. Will do. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.